All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 257, I think. I'll have to refer back to my notes, but I'm pretty sure we're on 257. If you guys didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back and listen to last week's episode, episode 200 and previous to this, 56, I believe it was. And uh, that was our trip to Boston. We had the great honor to attend the uh, memorial ceremony there at Fenway Park for Chris Schottmeyer, federal agent, also member of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. Uh, great time there. We also got to interview Brian with Benchmade Knives. A lot of information from Brian. Make sure you guys go back, listen to that episode. And we continue our 10 watches for 10 vets. And we gave two more watches away. So if you were one of those recipients, make sure you go back, listen to that episode, and get in touch with me, talkinglet at gmail.com, so we can get you your watch. And we're going to continue that, this episode, giving two more watches away. But first, I've got to inter- interview. <laughs> I've got to introduce <laughs> my guest. Uh, and he's no stranger to the show. He's a Talking Lead favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mike Sodini. My man. What's up, man? It's good to be back. The man at Eagle Imports. Welcome in. That's right. It's been a while since I've been on the show. It's, uh, what, been at NRA? You, you've got a lot to talk about, man. You've been doing a whirlwind tour around the, uh, the country. You've been rubbing elbows with some famous people, man. I'm trying. Jet set. <laughs> trying, trying to stay out there. And, and speaking of, Mike brings with him today a, a famous person. And <laughs> listen, you She's are. cracking up. You are. She is an actress. She is a patriotic blogger. She's the host of Red, White, and FU. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Mindy Robinson. Yay, Mindy. <laughs> so we've been working on getting you on the show for a while. You have been just slam jam busy. Oh, geez. Well, I did that Roe v. Wade movie. That was about, you know, five weeks on the road, four different locations. And I'm always traveling, so I'm glad it finally worked. Yeah, so that's something I want to talk about is that Roe v. Wade, and we're going to talk about that in a, in a little while. It just seems like something out of the ordinary that you're not not your typical movie that you do. But, I mean, just <laughs> it looks like you're like... For all the credits that you've got, I mean, you've got hundreds of movies. I mean, you're having to do like a movie a week or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of agreed to do pretty much. Because that's the thing, when you're an actor, you, you're fighting constantly to get roles. So when you're given one, you're like, what's it called? Ah, fuck it. And then <laughs> you kind of do it. I mean, you look at some of these titles and I'm like, oh, my God. Right. You know, a lot of comedies and stuff. But I've done comedies, horrors. I've done action. You obviously have one in the background I can see. Right, so, uh, a little get the checkpoint playing. A little ode to Mindy there, yeah. <laughs> Got checkpoint playing in the background. If you guys haven't watched that, make sure you go to. Uh, I think that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. You can check it on Netflix. Uh, but probably our crowd, you guys are more familiar with Mindy from the movie Range Fifteen. Yay! Which, and, and I swear this this had nothing to do with you being on the show, but I watched it again. Uh, I think it was Friday. I think it was on Hulu or uh, Amazon Prime. That's what it was. Ah. Range 15 was on. And I was like, holy shit, they've got Range 15 on here. This is <laughs> awesome. Because I haven't seen that movie posted anywhere since it came out in theaters. 
Yeah, I thought I thought it was on Netflix because I kept hearing about people seeing it again. But yeah, I think you're right. It just kind of pops up on the Amazon. Yeah, it was on the Amazon. I was uh, really excited. So I'll sit down and watch it again. I mean, that is just jam-packed with, <laughs> with all kinds of stars. I mean, you got William Shatner in that. You've got mm-hmm. Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, I mean, you could probably name everybody in it better than I can. Uh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Obviously, Randy Couture, Tim Kennedy. We had all those, you know, uh, uh, Medal of Honor and people and, and, and just a lot of good we had Marcus Luttrell. There's a lot of cool cameos. You know, it was definitely yeah. a movie for the military. Yeah, of course that, you know, Matt Best, the the superstar of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good movie. And uh, I caught it when it first came out in the theaters. Uh, I did a, a thing here in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee. And uh, the Lead Slinger Whiskey guys mm-hmm. were having a, a big thing at one of our local theaters here. And yeah, I didn't miss out on that. That that was a, a hell of a good time hanging out with Mindy. Mindy, yeah. is that where you met Randy on the set of that movie? No, I met him on a different set. I met him on the set. He we did a movie called Stretch. I think it's okay. also on Netflix, and it's just one scene. I play his hooker. He's my pimp. He's a blonde <laughs> wig on, a platinum blonde wig, and a cowboy hat. And he stole my email from set. And he emailed me later, and so it's just a funny, uh, interesting way. I guess we could have met. Well, we've done a few movies together, so slide. That's devil. Awesome. So what uh, Mike <laughs> is referring to is, if you guys didn't know, uh, Mindy's boyfriend. I guess it's your boyfriend, fiance, husband. What? Where are we at here with this? I don't know. That's y'all. That's y'all. Sound like my mom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Couture. Um. You guys know who Randy Couture is, a famous MMA, MMA guy. Uh, and, I mean, most people probably know him from the um, Expendable movies as well. I mean, he's been awesome in those movies. He's got a lot going on, too. Yeah, he just had The Row come out. So that's, I think, on, um, like, what do you call it? I don't know. You have all those, like, live streaming things now, you know? Yeah. You get the Amazon and the Hulu and the Netflix and stuff. But it, it, it's definitely out there. And uh, it's really, really good. It's called, a lot of friends in it too. Called the Row, the row okay. like re O W. What is that like about? R R O W, like a sorority. There's a, a killer on a, a sorority, so there's chicks and there's dancing, and there, he's the dad in it, and uh, you know he's a detective, so they're trying to figure out who the killer is. It's a who done it? A who done? A little yeah, murder mystery going on. <laughs> yeah. A little forensic files, yeah, baby. Yeah. Love For that. girls. <laughs> <laughs> College-age girls, woo So we're going to get into more with Mindy, find out more about Mindy, get into some new guy questions uh, with Mindy. But first, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in, guys. <laughs> Gunny, bring that train in. <laughs> hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and like last week, I think we're probably going to fill this sucker up. Uh, we, we spent half the show on the jack wagon train last week, but uh, it, was, it was a good one. So um, I, I'm going to defer to my guest, as, as usual, and who wants to start, Mike or I think ladies first. I think we start with Mindy, right, Mike? That's right. Be a gentleman. I am a southern gentleman. Dear Southern gentlemen. <laughs> so, Mindy, who you got for us? I'd have to say one of my arch enemies, 
on all of the Facebook would be occupied Democrats and all the idiots that follow them. <laughs> Just every one of them. <laughs> well, dude, I can't escape. It's one of those sad things when you go to the page and you see you have like 200 friends that also like this page. And you just be like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, why? I, you can have a different opinion, but like something about that particular page is just so screwed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean, they're, just, they're all screwed up. Well, no. It's, it's, there are times, and it's, it's kind of a running joke if you're a conservative. If you go on there, you know, they're, they're, they're hating on guns or they're hating on, you know, whatever the, the flavor of the week is that they've pulled out of a basket. And you post a fact. So they'll post something. I'm, you know, I'm a conservative. I'm actually going to look it up, see if it's right. And then if it's not right, uh, I, I used to post that it wasn't right. And they would block me. And they would block anyone that fit, that pointed out that they were wrong and how. That showed so them that they were wrong. So never got a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and to top it off, I'd create other accounts. And I'd go on there and it'd troll them some more. Because at this point, I'm just pissed off. And uh, <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. So I'll put something and it, it makes sense, you know. I'll defend Trump or something. I'm like, well, actually, that didn't happen, this and that. And they will just, these liberals, these loving, tolerant liberals with, you know, pictures of cats and rainbows. We'll be like, you whore, guns kill people. You don't understand your white privilege and your guilt. And you're just throwing out words. You're a bigot. You're literally Hitler. And, and it's amazing to see, like, they'll be racist. They'll be sexist to me. Like, you stupid white girl. Like, all this other stuff. <laughs> those people don't get blocked. You, I've been called disgusting things on there. They'll, those people will not get blocked. But if you happen to point out, hey, actually, in 2018, gun statistics you banned. So it's absolutely ridiculous. It's an echo chamber, which is supremely boring, I would imagine, but it's just regurgitation of, and hey, you can have a different opinion, but if it's wrong and it's not right, you shouldn't right. be sharing it. You shouldn't be, there was, there was one where they, Paul Rand took a picture of like uh, his staff. And oh. so Occupied Democrats does this meme and they're like, no, there's no white people, you know, some racism like that. So I found the original picture. They blurred it out on purpose. You couldn't see anyone Hispanic. They cropped a black they woman off the side. <laughs> they cropped a black woman off the side just so they could say, oh, look at all the white people. And there was like three Asian guys behind them, but they don't right. count because they blurred the picture. You can't see them. And I'm like, see, that's just a lie. So I posted, hey, this is the, first, this is the real picture. And they erased it. They blocked it. Because God forbid you point out that they're wrong and that they're liars. So, right. That yeah. they're trying you to put them in the jack-off wagon. Deliberately mislead people. So as we're talking, Leadheads, go to Mindy's Facebook page. Uh, you can also go to her her website, which is Red, White, and Fu. Uh, <laughs> and I was looking at another post here, uh, and, and it hits close to home, especially after we just came back from our uh, our trip from Boston there, honoring uh, Chris Schottmeyer, federal officer, uh, federal agent. Uh, you you posted one supporting law enforcement is quote weak minded question mark. We're all supposed to just trust everyone to police themselves while living in lawless anarchy or something. Hashtag Blue Lives Matter. And then you've got this. I was a hate mail I received this Yeah, morning. a hate mail. Damn your post about hashtag Blue Lives Matter made me lose respect for you. I thought you were bigger than supporting tribalism. <laughs> and then I'm evil because I support law enforcement, question mark. There's the door, bro. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because I don't want ass prints on my new door. <laughs> it's like, I don't need your support, douchebag. I love that. And then he goes yeah. on and, you know. Yeah. So. He says I'm weak-minded and all this other stuff. I'm like, what are your options? What, what are your options? You know, like, anarchy. Those are your options. You need, you know, it's either going to be military or it's going to be citizens. It's going to be you uprising. Know, yeah. Man. It's nuts. So, um, Mindy... 
you um you were in an altercation. I don't say it's an altercation, but uh, you were in some heated debate with a a liberal chick that's in Hollywood here recently. Oh, yeah, you, that's a good one. Can we bring that up, or is that? A, oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. okay. You want to give the background on that? Well, uh, you know, I get sent things because I run the political blog and and I do research. You know, everything I do, so I get lots of tips, and I get this tip of this. And there's this guy reaching out to me. Because this liberal, female, feminist, Hollywood, and I don't want to say Hollywood director. Her husband's a Hollywood director. She did a documentary and thinks she's a shit and she's going to get an Oscar. Right. I'm not even kidding. If you go to her page, she's like, Oscars, and like her fingers crossed. Like, you fucking douchebag. Yeah. So anyway, so what she was doing is she had a long history, if you went back on her Facebook page, of doxing pro-gunners. You know, anyone that went to, you know, a Trump rally or something like that. So that's what she would do. She would be part of a mob. Look, I'm on TV. I'd be part of a mob that, uh... <laughs> there you are. Good eye, girl. Mindy. Good eye. It's a big fight scene. Yeah, but, uh... It's a zombie. No, no. She's just crazy. Okay. You gotta watch it again. Anyway, so she was, she was doxing people, and she was kind of the lead in this mob. And so I, I looked, and the guy that was... The particular story was his friend went to... Uh, remember when the, the kids were like, guns are killing us. It couldn't possibly be a maniac that hates us. Right. Well, they were doing that, that rally. You know, and so they were at the, like, the pro-gun rally. It was in Boston. So his friend thought it'd be funny with all the pussy hats and everything going around. But he just held a sign that said, suck my dick. Which is <laughs> funny. Which yeah. is funny, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. she loses her mind. She gets all her crony liberal friends to, to dox him. And they do. They find out his name. They find out where he works. And then I, oh she was gosh. so fucking... She's so full of herself that everything she's doing is is public. I can look at it. I don't have to be a friend or anything. This is all public and online. She said, I just called this job 17 times. And, you know, she admitted she called this job 17 That's times. Like harassment. She's like, it? oh, yeah, we got him fired. Oh, it is. Stalking, harassment. harassment. Oh, my God. And so the guy gets pulled aside, and he has to explain why he's a pedophile and basically Hitler. He's like, what? And she, ha she told a boss that he was holding a suck my dick sign at a children's rally. There isn't even a teenager in these pictures. Like, it's the most ridiculous stuff ever. Oh my so God. she loses her mind. That's okay. So what do I do? I post the story. You know what I mean? She was trying to dox the people sit next to him. It was just a cunt. And if you go back, she had been done about 12 times. But wait, there's more. Now, she's doing something awful. She's doing it public. So I do an article. I expose her on it. She loses her mind. Claims I'm harassing her and that it's slander. I'm like, okay, it can't be slander because it's true. Like, and it's libel because it's written. Like, everything I said was true. These are all the screenshots. Well, and she went so insane that, I mean, it really got bad. She, she reported me on Facebook. There's nothing I'm doing illegal. All I did was take right. her public post and piece the pieces together and do an article. And she was trying to get you She's, blackballed in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. She's, um, you're never going to work in this town again. She had the police contact. Like, she's having the police contact people. She's like, I'm going to sue you. And I'm like, I don't think you've seen my movies. You ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going to get the feedback. Like, I'm like a cat in an 08 Honda. But in her head, like, she's like, you're not going to have a house. You're not going to have I'm like, I don't have those things. Don't sue me. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to win. Everything I said can be backed up. And what she did was illegal. But in her head. She's like, I don't have one now, but I'm going to get one after your lawsuit, bitch. I don't. But she did. She sent emails to directors I worked with and told them not to hire me because I was racist and all this other stuff. And oh I have gosh. the email. And she's like, well, you know, like, dude, so stupid. And you know what? She's back on Facebook. If you'd like to find Lisa Headlove. 
we can send up the article. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Go Lisa ahead. with a Y because her parents are douchebags. L-Y-S-A-H-E-S-L-O-V. Look her up because she lo- she just fucking loves docks and pro gunners. There you go. Mindy, I remember because I remember when it was going down and I remember texting you being like, Jesus, this lady. And she had said that you had been arrested a bunch of times or something. Oh, here's the hilarious oh, part. Here's the hilarious. So, so she sent that email to a director I worked with like five times trying to get me fired, right? I don't know whose identity she pulled, but I could tell. Like, she's like, oh, Mindy's been arrested. I have, like, all these this stuff on me. I have different social security numbers. I've got all these lawsuits pending. And then I, I'm looking at what she sent me, or what she, she did under her name. It's not the right name. She's like, you were mar- Robinson's your married name. And, you know, you, I had a different name. Now, I, you want to ask my parents. My name's been Robinson all my life. When I was married, it was Robinson. So she pulled someone else's identity, ran oh off that God. information, and then sent that email to my boss. So she is so legally screwed. Like, I, I hope she sees me. I'm going to win that counter suit like a motherfucker. That's probably <laughs> who I called when I was trying to call you first on Skype. I, carried, I called some Mindy Robinson. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> she was like, Warren. <laughs> You're like, who is this? Your name Lisa? <laughs> Her last name really isn't Robinson. Okay. All right. <laughs> I guess my parents aren't my parents either, but, you know. Well, what was funny is she was, like, genuinely confused. Because I remember, like, we are going back and forth, and I was like, Jesus. And she's like, honestly, I really have no clue what this lady's talking about. She's like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Just a day in the life she, of the Yeah, she actually probably printed it. It was, my, it was a different middle name. or it, I'm like, oh, so she uh, oh, she really screwed up. Okay. And you have it in writing. So, like, all right. So did the, she the just kind of... Did she just kind of disappear and fall to the wayside? Well, here's the thing. Every time she bothers me, I repost the article. That's what I do. Uh, so she's finally learned. It's like to, putting to not the hand up. Like, yep. Not dox people and not have, you know, lawyers and cops calling me. Because every time you do, I'm going to repost the article. article. There you go. Hell, I might do it for no reason, too. I don't give a shit. I'm unserveable. I don't even like have a home. Like I'm unserveable. Go like serve me. <laughs> I'm unserveable. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's move on to our next jack wagon. That was a good one. Do you have another one? I mean, that we chick. Got, we gotta, we gotta let Mike go. That chick is definitely on the jack wagon trend. Lisa, what's your last <laughs> name? Say your last name again. H E S L O V. Remember, it's Lisa with the Y because her parents are douchebags. So L Y. Lisa head Slavic. Okay. <laughs> all right mike who you got buddy uh i don't know if somebody did this one because it was kind of last week but that uh senator bill nelson on the 3d printed guns okay the, well, uh, that's good because that was going to be a topic that i wanted to talk about this week so yeah let's let's throw him up there yeah the, just his the way he carried himself through that whole 3d printing <laughs> 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 which which basically like just does more fear mongering and and gets people to think that people are printing out, you know, <laughs> AR-15s right from their their printers that are going to go on deadly rampages. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> printing out freaking uh, mod, you know, deuce deuce and a halfs, and you know, mounting these guns on them and printing out their soldiers and their ninjas and yeah, <laughs> they're just printing out whole yeah. armies. You know, it's ridiculous. And what's crazy is that these people don't even have to go up and apologize for the things they say that are completely, you know, incorrect and cause fear. It's just, yeah, 
silly. I don't know. So yeah, but, yeah. While we're on that, I mean, let's let's talk about that. What's what what y'all's take on the three D printing? I mean, what's it going to work like once or twice? I don't understand. Like, it's not like you're, I could make a better homemade gun, like going to Home Depot and, and getting the real stuff. Just make a homemade gun that way. But it's just it's, yeah. it's no different than like an eighty percent lower. Let's say I've built you know probably a dozen guns here you know at my house. You know, I've put together, assembled. You know, I haven't gone and and smelted the metal or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, you can buy eighty percent lowers. They're unserialized. You finish the lower yourself, uh, and then you can build a you know a rifle. And you don't have to law law states you don't have to serialize or register or anything with that gun as long as you're not um, losing possession. So once you lose possession, once you give a possession to that gun, then the law states you're supposed to serialize it at that point. Hmm. You know, so I don't see this as being any different than, uh, you know, the home gunsmith um, doing his own gun at home, you know. So the thing with this is, and the thing with serial numbers too, is they can't track guns that effectively anyway with serial numbers. Uh, Most guns that are used in crimes are stolen Hmm. for the most part. And once they do track it back to the original owner, then that person, you know, I sold it or it was stolen or, you know, whatever, you know, for the most part, that doesn't work. So, uh, but as technology improves and as, you know, the materials and the machines become better improved, cheaper, you know, I think we're probably going to see more and more of this. And I I just don't think this is something that's going to go away. I think the government's going to keep persisting and pushing and, uh, when I say government, the the liberals. <laughs> yeah, I mean by the time by, by the time they improve these printers to where it's like everyone can do it, we're gonna have to worry about terminators and robots that chase us <laughs> down and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's, it's it's ridiculous. But it's just like you said. I mean, these they are they are spreading false information out there about the three D printing and you know what it's going to lead to. Same thing happened if you remember when the Glocks came out. You know, they were saying how the Glocks are going to be able to bypass security and all the terrorists are going to use them and nobody's going to be able to trace them or track them and, you know, these invisible guns. Well, that you know, that's not the case. It's not, if you look at Glocks today, I mean, they're probably the most popular handgun there is. You shoot people with your plastic uh, 3D printed bullets. That's the most dangerous part. You get somebody in the eye. You're gonna start. They're gonna start shooting Pez out of them. <laughs> they're just gonna be expensive Pez dispensers. What's, uh... Well, then the feminists would like it. <laughs> there you go. And then they'd give it to their kids, wouldn't they? Assuming someone would have sex with them, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, got a pile joke. <laughs> so our leadhead Troy S. Uh, he actually brought up that topic. So thank you, Troy, for sending that in. I think he wanted to put the uh, the NRA on the jack wagon train. I guess they made a statement about. I haven't been able to find what they've said about the three D printers, but um, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them to say something asinine. Yeah, I was gonna say they can get on the train a couple times too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've been misstepping, but you know, hopefully they're gonna get back in line. So, my is that is that all you had? Did that's I, all I got, brother. I'm, I'm, that's okay. all. 
That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my contribution to the to the train. That's right? a good one, man. That was a good one. Thank you for doing that. Uh, so here's a guy, and he's new to the jack wagon train, but I think he's probably been a jack wagon all his life, and probably his whole family. So it's Peter Henry Fonda. Uh, so what he did was he made a statement. Somebody had, had tweeted him or something about, you know, the millennials aren't getting involved with voting and blah, blah, blah. So he, he came out and said, if you have a millennial in your family, take their early ballots, fill them out, mail them in, or take the ballot to the voting place and give it to the officials. No more worrying, exclamation point. So basically <laughs> what he's telling them to do is commit voter fraud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he's very unapologetic about it. But for some reason, that, that tweet, you won't be able to find that tweet. It's been taken down. But not before. <laughs> Obviously, his lawyer called him. Right, but not before it had been retweeted and copied and pasted thousands and thousands of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train, Henry Fonda. I think he was just tired of Jane Fonda being the worst Fonda. Is that what it was? He's just he yeah. Was- <laughs> he's the most awful garbage human being contest, and he's like, God, Jane, you know, Jane steals the light all the time. How can I be a douchebag? Let me make some shitty comments about a little kid. And, right. uh, yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck him. Fuck him, fuck him all. Fuck yeah. Him. No, no, uh, no um, co-starring role with him, Mindy, anytime soon. Oh. And you're- <laughs> I'm probably too old for him. <laughs> oh, whoa. The creepy movie he made with Brooke Shields, it's creepy. So, Peter Fonda, welcome to the uh, the Jack Wagon Train. I wonder if his dad was a douche. I mean, he's had his dad had some great movies. You know, Henry Fonda back in the day was he was the shiznit, the bee's knees. Is that what they say? <laughs> what how they say it in Hollywood? What's Hollywood speak there, Mindy? I, it was like Hollywood speak in 1950. You are doing Roe v. Wade, so that is a time that time period. Well, you should be picking yeah. up that language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chick, chickadee. Yeah, it was 1973, dude. Check out the skirts, would you? Hey, I, I know where you, you you're cruising down the Sunset Strip in your Model T, <laughs> 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 taking corners at seven miles an hour. Yep, got my headscarf on, blown in the wind. We're going to talk about that movie too. Uh, definitely want to talk about uh, Roe v. Wade, but on the other note, Gunny, go ahead and take the jack wagon train out of here. I've got a couple of more, but I'm gonna. Well, all right, let's do this one first, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a good guy story. Uh, a California teacher kicks high school student out of class for wearing an NRA shirt. So this happened at Lodi High School in Lodi, California, and a teacher kicked a sophomore student out of class for wearing an NRA T-shirt, and reportedly told another student that she would have to write an essay if she continued to disagree with him. <laughs> the school administration later determined that the shirt did not violate the school's dress code. So when two high school students decided to show up for class wearing NRA t-shirts, they were met with a lecture about the dangers of guns. <laughs> one of them was then kicked out of class and sent to the principal's office. The mother of one of the students said that she thought this was completely inappropriate. She was basically being attacked in class, 
this chick says for wearing uh, the t-shirt. I think he's there to teach. I don't think he's there to discuss his personal beliefs. Well, that's not today's environment, is it? Teachers are always pushing their opinions on students. The shirt in question had an NRA logo on the front in the shape of an American flag and the shape of an American flag made with the back of shell casings. Below the flag were the words National Rifle Association. So there's no guns on it at all. There's just some spent ammo cases that are, you know, doing a patriotic flag there. Um, so it's not the flag that offended the stupid liberal? Because it's hard to tell sometimes. Could have been the flag sure. or the ammo or the NRA. I mean, that's just a trifecta. I'm surprised she's a... And it could have been the fact that a female was wearing an NRA, NRA shirt. <laughs> You're going against my narrative. <laughs> The school administration reviewed the T-shirt and determined that it did not violate school dress code policy. Uh, it goes on to say that the mother um, supports the daughter and that she will uh, probably continue to wear the shirt to, to class again. So good for her. Yay for, for people in California standing up for 2A. We need more of that in California, guys. So that is my last jack wagon. So now we're going to talk about a good guy with a gun has saved many lives in Florida. Something that the media rarely reports. So it goes on to say, and this is on The Blaze. Uh, This is a story by, I'll give credit where credit's due if I can find his name. John R. Lott. Actually, this is Fox News, so... I thought this was the place. Thankfully, a heroic citizen with a permit to legally carry a concealed handgun was able to save countless lives in Florida Saturday when he shot a gunman who opened fire on a back-to-school event attended by over 150 students at a park in Titusville, Florida. The media rarely give national news coverage to incidents like this, but responsible gun owners have stepped forward in this way many times before to save lives. In fact, concealed handgun permit holders have prevented dozens of mass public shootings just in recent years while receiving only brief mention in local news coverage. And that's a fact. Uh, Mm -hmm. You you never hear about incidences like this to where a mass murder was prevented. It's very strange to me that, like, you know, they always go for the the story with the tragedy, right? It's always somebody getting shot. But yet, like, in, in Hollywood, everybody loves, like, a hero, but it just somehow the hero with a gun, like in the news, doesn't translate to what people want to see. That's or a like, good point. When, isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. But fortunately, it's not weird. That's what they report on. I mean, well, yeah, that's what sells their. Yeah, but but I mean, theories. don't you, Mindy? Don't you think it would sell the same by just some logic? Like everyone loves John McClane. It would. Die Hard. <laughs> it, it would, but that it doesn't help. You understand? That almost all the media is liberal. Why would they print and push a story about a good guy with a gun ever when they can make a lot more clicks when they, you know, you know, all the other drama? What are the statues? Did they forget about the statues? Was that like so last month or? <laughs> oh, yeah. Knocking, knocking out old statues. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're totally over statues. Now they're on straws. Well, <laughs> so last week we were talking about uh, in, in Austin, Texas, they're trying to get Austin renamed because it's named after a guy who owns slaves. We can name it Trump. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I mean, I think it's a good switch. Okay. Well, I was going to say, let's just keep it at Austin because <laughs> it's it's Austin. And if you ask anybody about the, the history of the name, they're not going to know because their mother, their grandmother, their their great-great-grandmother couldn't tell you, you know. That, that's just how, how long it's had that name and how great it is. But we were talking about how, you know, don't you can't look at that aspect of it. you got to look at the the things that the people were doing to help you know build this country then you know the things that's what it wasn't named after them because they owned slaves it was named after them because they were doing other great things yeah to to help our country to help that state to help that city so but anyway. you have to understand people people are products of their time do you hate you know your grandmother because she had kids with no seatbelts bouncing around the back of the car everything unsafe smoking smoked while I mean, you're while she was pregnant with, you don't hate yeah. people for what they're doing at the time you're supposed to learn from it you know it's nothing i just don't understand why people just got it that you have to erase things like erasing history is how it repeats itself right. erasing civil war monuments is how you get a civil war too you know you can't forget those that's things good, good or bad yeah it's a great point so in this instance only the attacker was injured the gun permit holder shot him in the head to keep the attacker from shooting any children and adults in the park. Neither the permit holder nor the attacker have been identified. The attacker suf- suffered life-threatening injuries. Well, I hope so. He got shot in the head. <laughs> and remains hospitalized. The presence of an armed good guy prevented the Titusville shooting from turning into a tragedy like the shooting in Parkland, Florida in February. Based on the information that we've gathered... The person stepped in and saved a lot of lives, no doubt. I mean, if there was 150 people there, and this guy was opening fire mm-hmm. and, didn't, and didn't hit anybody. The police responded within minutes, but the gun permit holder was right there. I mean, that's the, the classic, you know, when you need a police, they'll be there in minutes. Uh, but the gun permit holder was right there at the moment and stopped the attack. Did he have a bursa by chance? Or like a, I don't know. Is that from Eagle? <laughs> In this case, I, I gotta get a, I gotta get a shameless plug in there. In this case, we'll say it was because they don't identify the the firearm either. So we'll just assume that it was. Pr- it's probably it's probably right. <laughs> we'll assume it, it was either a Bursa Grand Power. It could be Infinity Arms. Uh, could have been a little llama too. Yeah, it could have been a little llama. The flame. <laughs> With over 1.7 million concealed handgun permit holders, Florida sees more than its share of defense gun uses. Last November, an employee with a concealed handgun permit stopped a mass public shooting at an auto repair shop in Rockledge, Florida. Oh, did you guys see that video of that uh, that waitress where the guy comes back behind the counter? Yeah, and, and I saw that. Punches that chick, and then the yeah. other her uh, coworker just draws down the dude, and you know he he I mean he shit his pants. I guarantee it. Yeah, that was a good video. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see. The attacker, armed with a 45 caliber handgun, multi magazines, killed one person and severely wounded another in the repair shop's parking lot. The local television station quoted the police saying that the attack could have been worse if it wasn't for the Good Samaritan. Uh, in one interesting case in June, police say 36 year old Christopher Raymond Hill robbed a Jacksonville Walmart and then tried to carjack someone's car at knife point, slashing the man on his arms and legs. Fortunately, the driver had his permitted concealed handgun with him and he'll try and then this guy went and tried to carjack another car and guess what that person pulled a gun on him also (laughs) (laughs) he then gave up (laughs) he's just like he's like fuck it everybody's armed and hid in the restroom of a nearby store until police arrived what a pussy (laughs) 
That's that's your typical criminal there. They don't want to be met with resistance, and once they are met with resistance, they don't know what to do, and they shut down. Yeah. You know, and that's all the more reason for Carrie. Our Second Amendment rights, baby. And then he goes on. I mean, there's se- he gives several instances in this article of of good Samaritans with permits uh, protecting others and themselves uh, with their guns. So that's on Fox News. I misstated earlier. Said it was the Blaze. John R. Lott, Fox News. So a little a little good news to counteract our jack wagons. We always like to do a little bit of that here on the show. Do, do you guys have any other any stories you want to add to that? Anything you've heard recently? Stories or what was the other part? We have to do the uh, my problem with the movies or something. <laughs> Your problem. The, facts to no, fight the miss. No, I'm trying to ask because I had an issue. You, I can't remember when you told me to ask me a question, and I know the answer, but I don't know the question. Is <laughs> <laughs> thing ever? <laughs> Um, I don't know how I know the answer, but I, I don't remember the question. Yeah, facts, like, to, facts to fight the myth. Yeah, we're going to do that one. That's what, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. That, that's coming up. That's coming up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so that does it for the jack wagon train. Gunny, get that train out of here. Make sure those jack wagons don't get back on the streets. And we are going to continue with our interview with Mindy. So we want to we learn more about you, Mindy. Okay. Uh, now I was just recently in Massachusetts and you are a, a mass hole. <laughs> Fall River, Massachusetts. Fall River. Is that where you're from? Yes. Okay. Did you grow up there? Yeah, I grew up there. Uh, I left when I was 20 for the West coast. So I, I actually, I was just there. I was visiting my mom in Maine and I get to the airport at Logan and they're like, Cassie's. Our carousel four. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm home. It's like, my people. <laughs> I went to the lobster festival. There's, there's lobster. There's ro- lobster roll flavored potato chips. I potato saw chips that now. post, and I didn't see yes! those at the airport. Uh, I would have. I would have so eaten those. I did eat them. Were they good? They were good. It was like a sour cream and onion chips, but like oh, like an old bay seasoning kind of hint oh, to it. Oh yeah. See, that's a great idea. That is a great. Yeah, I love that. So I got to eat a, a, a live main, a whole, I might have need a live one, but a, a live, they call them live main lobster. I read a, a whole one, a whole main lobster. I didn't eat a live. They cooked that some This is some fear factor shit. And it was so good. So, so good. I was in, uh, this was in Portsmouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were in Portsmouth. So we started off in Boston, did the game. We drove up to New Hampshire. Stayed in Portsmouth, and then the dedication was in Newmarket. We probably just went by each other. I was in the airport for like 12 hours yesterday. Okay. I, I got back um, Saturday. It was Saturday. Oh, you've been here a minute. Yeah, I got back a minute ago. But it was a great trip. Went to Cheers. Cheers? Yeah, went to Cheers. Went to, um, uh, did you ever watch the movie Boondock Saints? Oh, of course. He loved the Boondock Saints. So we went to that church where they um, start the movie. Mm-hmm. Went to that church, checked it out. It was pretty cool. Uh, and then we walked that park right there. What's that park? Common, uh-huh. Commons or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty. Got to see George Washington statue, all kinds of stuff. So really enjoyed that trip. But you're from, you're from there, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I just came back from there. <laughs> Uh, so, and then you moved to Cali when you were 20? Yeah, I just turned 21. 
You just now turned 21? No, I, I wish. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mindy, always say yes. <laughs> yes. So you only uh, been there a year. No, you've been yeah. there a lot longer than a year with all these movies that you've done. I mean, you've got more movies here than Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I, I do feel like, you know, uh, the Kevin Bacon of independent B-movies. I really do. Like, uh, <laughs> do you ever like when you flip around the Netflix, like, I don't remember this coming out. It might be one of my films. I'm just saying. Right. But, right. yeah, I'm not exactly doing, well, because it's always the same act. All those big movies are the same people over and over again. It's very nepotistic. But the worst they do, and they've been doing bad with the Weinstein and, and you know, numbers down, it opens up a door for people like me to watch movies, you know, so you can watch my stuff on Netflix, like, like right now. Right, right there. There I am. That, like right there in the background? <laughs> right there. Yeah. Oh, and that guy, that guy. That, oh, Goldberg. Yeah, he's cool. He was on Bates Motel. Ah. I just got... Okay. Yeah. Just got done watching that series. Uh, Bait, uh, Tia loves that. My wife, she loves Bates Motel. That was like one of her favorite TV shows. She binged it. But yeah, I was watching. I was like, hey, that's the guy from Bates Motel. But you get you get to you get to be around a lot of famous and, and cool people. How did you get involved with this? What wanted what, what drove you to be an actress? Uh, I wasn't trying to be. Uh, <laughs> wasn't I, trying to be. I, no, it sounds so douchey. It's one of those things you're like, oh, it's super hard. Why are you going to try? But uh, no, I, I was... I think I got asked to visit a movie set. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because it wasn't in L.A. It was, like, outside of L.A. And I'm like, yeah, I'll drive up. And I get there, and uh, they want me to do, they want me to come back and do background for free, which is hysterical now, because it's like, that is not a good deal. But I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, for free, yeah. It's really exciting when you don't realize you're, you're about to be, like, a, a movie prop for 12 hours for free. <laughs> so I went back, and they had to fire a girl that day. And they're like, oh, you. And they point to me. Hey, come here. If you want to, I'm like, what? So I get thrown into that, if you can believe it or not. And I'm yeah. like, gee, that was kind of cool. Like, I, maybe I should sign up. So I started doing, like, I'd sign up for auditions, you know, just free online. And I started going, I'd drive up, uh, go to auditions. Because I wasn't living in LA. I was just outside LA. It was, it was kind of a ways to go in LA. And I was like in San Diego. And so I'd go, and I was, I booked, I was starting booking stuff. And I'm like, wow, like a douchebag, because it's supposed to be really hard. You know, like, <laughs> you're, they're like you're going to go to like 30 me. auditions, they and really maybe you'll like get me. one. And I booked everything. I don't care what it was, music video, web series. You're you know what I mean? I, like, we could do everything. And then there was a point where, like, I did, you, you can't do a reality show and then go on another reality show, because they're going to realize they're hiring actors. So I did them all at once and didn't say anything. And then they all came out at the same time. So 35 network reality shows most of them multiple times are you serious it was, just, it was like the year i was on everything on reality tv it was stupid like every day i was doing <laughs> and you know obviously it's not what they want to see so that was the last time i did reality tv but yeah the acting credits rolled in and, and you know the, the reality tv helped me build a fan base helped me get my face out there and recognizability and then i used right. that you know on my resume and then it just went back and forth and i just lucked out what was yeah. one of the reality shows that you were on I did a uh, George Lopez dating show called uh, Take Me Out for the entire season on Fox. George so, Lopez, okay. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious is that show. We, we did a show for Fox. It was a big deal for us. Halfway through, he made shitty liberal comments about the sheriff. I think like Joe Clark, uh, one of the sheriffs from Arizona. And our show almost got like canceled. So it's like, thank you, George. That Appreciate it. Script. It's like uh, what, Roseanne Barr <laughs> getting her show canceled. <laughs> it's like everybody, all her staff and cat, like you bitch. 
it it is kind of yeah so i did that i did the king of the nerd show for three years as a character on that i, I did everything man i was on like we were like crappy like rally she's like excused uh just dumb stuff man i was in everything <laughs> it, it was pretty uh unescapable for a period of time there did you do uh the island one what's the one where they all go get stranded on an island and that's a pretty long now survivor that's what it is. No, uh, you know what? I know. No. I, I didn't get to. Did you but try? That's like a big chunk of time, though. I know. No, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, you uh, gotta dedicate like a year to that, don't you? I think they were looking at me for one of those awful bachelor shows, but <laughs> I I had already been on TV at that point, and I'm, I was like, yeah, I was just gonna be an ass. Here's the thing: I'm not me on those shows. I'm an asshole. It's funny. <laughs> when people go on, they're either gonna be boring or they're gonna be like, you are know, you whatever, the antagonist? But... Is that? How well, they portrayed I, you? Well, especially on like those fake dating shows, I did so many of those. Like they're they're giving everyone alcohol, and I would not drink because I know better. I right. know drunk me does not belong on TV. <laughs> so yeah, so I was. They would get trashed, and I was just I just ran circles around them. So that's hilarious. There was, there was one episode like he got the police called on him. Like it was just crazy. But that's stuff. smart. You know, that's smart on your part. You know, all these other people oh, yeah. are going to be drunk and acting stupid, and I'm going to be sober and taking advantage of them. And <laughs> making Pretty them much. Look, well, you know, they're probably making themselves like asses, but, you know, you make them look like asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was your first, the first gig you did was the... Uh, Crappy Hour movie? Yeah. yeah the cra- <laughs> <laughs> so how many movies have you... Is, I mean, you've done... There's got to be oh, at least 200 here. And then you've got at least, you know, 50 that are red lit right here, post-production completed. Yeah, filming. a lot of things. Uh, oh a lot of times you'll God. make a movie and they'll forget about post or they'll forget you have to have distribution. So, you know, <laughs> well, you could have distro, but they're like, we already did a comedy. you got to wait eight months before we put it out. So there's a lot of different things. You don't just, and I hate this. And I'm like, hey, I just filmed a comedy today. And they go, when's it come out? Gee, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably going to, you know, some kind of logistics into doing all the posts. But it's amazing how they think, like, why don't I know when it's going to come out? Well, how can I? Yeah. So let's rewind. Let's rewind before you left uh, Massachusetts. Um, (laughs) So you got your 2A patriotism somewhere. Where Where did your patriotism come from? I mean, you are just exuding... I, uh, uh, well, when I was, when I was 20, the reason I came to California was I was, I was, I got married to a Marine and uh-huh. we were headed to sunny 29 Palms <laughs> and it, it lasted about three months. It was, it was pretty awful on his part. Like it, he was an awful human being. And I guess people feel like, well, once you're married, you're not going to leave. Right. I was out the door. Like I grabbed my cat and my clothes <laughs> and I was out the door. But I'm in 29, like, I'm in 29 Palms. Do I go home a loser because I couldn't make this shitty marriage work? Or am I going to stay here and make my way? So I started delivering Chinese food to all the Marines on base. That was my job. It was, you make a lot of money because pizza, you can only take one pizza at a time. Chinese food, those people are giving you like 20 bags. They want it out. And so I made good money doing that. But, you know, uh, 9-11 had happened. And yeah. it just changed the tone of the town. And the before and the after. And, and watching my friends get deployed, and to this day, there's a lot of people, I, I can't find them. I can't find them on Facebook, and I don't know if they're completely off-grid if oh, they didn't make it. To them, yeah. Five or six years I spent living in, in a marine town, and I couldn't talk to the locals because they're insane. They're all on drugs and missing teeth. So all my <laughs> friends were marines. We go, we shoot pool. 
you know, is there's nothing to do in the town. You just shoot pool, drink, and throw parties. That was it. Right. Eat Chinese food. Yeah. And, and yeah, how have Chinese food. But uh, yeah, I think my patriotism came from that. I My brothers were airmen, and my uncle was an airman. And, you know, my family was, you know, Fourth of July, regular kind of stuff. And then just to live in 29 Palms, just, just to see why I have freedom. Like, these guys were getting shipped off, and they're not coming back, and all that other stuff. And, and it's still, and, and that's something I do share in common with Randy, is, is everyone's got a charity, whether it's children or cancer or dogs. Our, our heart has always been with the veteran community. And supporting them Amen. for what they've done for us, you know. Uh, so there's tons of stuff. Randy's got his own charity event. We do. We're going next. I think next week to do another one for it. And and just you know, I, I, there's an appreciation there that I think is lacking from right. especially from the elites in the city that don't feel like they need this protection. Like their money and their private security is always going to protect them. They don't understand the freedom that they have that for comes from something else. So right on, right on. So. Um, we were talking about the um, your patriotism. What uh, prompted you to start the patriotic uh, blog, and then ultimately, I guess you started the red, white, and fu fu show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> well, I, I've been acting for a while, and I, I had the fan page because you want you don't want like weirdos on your personal page, and you know there's a friend limit. So you create a page. There's no limit. Is that you why you've not um, accepted my request yet? <laughs> you gotta send me a message. I, I, I see, see messages. It says pending I, still. I, there are one thousand friend requests. I, I don't see them. I don't go through them. You have to send me a message. Pending. <laughs> I'll send you a message. Send me a message. No, so obviously I, I have a different public page for that, and it, it was all my acting stuff. And you know, I'll tell you what, no one gives a shit. It's just the most awful thing you have to do. It's like those braggy pictures. Like, oh, I'm getting on a private plane. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah. Oh my, please watch this. Please watch that. And then, you know, before the election happened, and, and, and I'm, an, I'm a BA in American history. I have an AA in political science. And I just, I kind of got frustrated looking at my Facebook and just seeing like, why do I have to explain the electoral college to these people? Why can't they Google something before they, I, I was just losing my mind at how, I don't care if people want to be ignorant about something, but don't act like you're not. Don't don't throw stuff out and not check it. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things when you're when you're actually a history major, you're researching. You're constantly, constantly research, compile data. There's a certain wrong or right way to do it. I should be able to look at an article. I can tell if it's fake just by the way it's written. I mean, there's just a certain cadence to writing. A, and I don't write professional art. My, my articles are good, but I swear a lot, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> But see, here's the thing. So I started, I had this separate page. I'm like, look, I'm not going to bring my politics onto my personal page. I'm going to put them on the public page. So I started doing political stuff there. And that's what people cared about. That's what they wanted. They wanted to commiserate. They, they liked the way. I, I don't just preach to people like, this is wrong and this is why. Are you going to make fun of something? You know, no one wants to hear you complain, but if you want to commiserate and you want to, you know, make fun of something, then it's entertaining. It's funny. It makes them feel better. It's an upbeat way to see some shitty news sometimes. So I do no. try to deliver everything fairly, and I research everything I can. I've only had to kind of do like two retractions. Can't help it sometimes. And I'm glad you said it because that's something that we preach on this show. You know, the, the art of critical thinking is is slowly creeping away from our country. Slowly, quickly. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, man, quicker. pretty quick. But uh, you know, uh, just like you said, I mean, just because somebody's telling you something, just don't take it for face value. Check the facts. Check several different sources. Don't just take one source and just take it, you know, for face value. And you know, again, I, I'm glad you said that. And I guarantee you, you get underestimated. I'm sure all the time, people who don't That's know you. 
Uh, it's pretty helpful though. Like I'd rather be underestimated. Right. I mean, I can only I can't disappoint people. People like, will I look at you. Go, oh, I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be stupid. I think. <laughs> right, and then you get them. Smarter than you look. Well, that's not a compliment. Like it's on them, and that's why I'm not a feminist. I'm not a feminist. I I feel equal. I am equal. If I want to make more money, I can go work on an oil rig and stop bitching. And I, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. So yeah, you guys make sure you go check out Red, White, and Fu. And go to the private page and ask to be a, a member, and she will eventually get to you. I mean, I'm still pending, but well, the, the, just the, <laughs> actually, no fun happens on my personal. Just go to the, the Mindy Robinson page. You'll see flags. You'll see guns. You'll see. It, it looks like. Yeah, I'm sure you, it's crazy. Yeah, it's there. You know, the Facebook page and you're on yeah, Instagram. Just, here, oh, here's the other thing: you ha- you can't just hit like. You have to hit follow first, or it ain't gonna show up because Zuck is gonna hide it. Yeah, I'm following. Very fun. Liking. <laughs> Yay! We're there. We're there, baby. We're there. Yay! So, um, I want to talk about this this new movie that you're doing, the the Roe v. Wade. Yes, sir. It seems to be a curveball from what the normal movies that you do. Is it? Tell us about this this movie because it's got some I, it's got some powerful people in it too. It's got some big it, names. It, it certainly does. Obviously, my. My bread and butter has always been my comedy. To me, that's natural. That's what I do. I've done action movies. I've done a few dramas. I've I've done a few pretty heavy dramas. But this movie is is more than different. Um, I was asked to be involved from the very beginning because because of my page, because of my politics. Because they knew if they put me on this, I wasn't going to weasel out. I wasn't. I I was already standing up to liberal Hollywood. I was already doing these things. Mm -hmm. And to give you the insight, why the movie, why a lot of people wouldn't do the movie, is it's the true story of Roe v. Wade. Which a lot of people look at and think, oh, pro-abortion, it's going to say the wonderful case, that how it was won. And it's not. The true story is it, it probably should not have gone through. It's based, <laughs> off, of right, it's, it's based off of rights to privacy. Yeah. And it should have been argued on when do we become citizens protected by the Constitution. It was. It's, it's argued on my right to privacy. Like, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. So it was flawed. And, you know, this is 19, it takes place between 1971 and 1973. And... It, it tells how Planned Parenthood was not, you know, it was not born of something nice. It was not born to help, you know, poor women get health care. It was done kind of for racist. Margaret Sanger is a huge racist. She didn't want poor black women to breed, she called it. Like, she <laughs> she wanted, she's more sterilization than abortion, oh, but she's, she wanted to wipe them out. She, she gave a speech to the KKK plan. She's not a good person. And, and the whole thing with, with, Whatever your idea are, or whether you're going to be pro-choice or pro-abortion, you know, or women's rights or something like that, it's that for some reason there's I'm not excuse. People aren't giving the information. People aren't really allowed to. Uh, all right. So two of the people that were in the movie in real life end up becoming pro-life because one Roe nev- never actually had the abortion; she had the baby. Mm-hmm. And she became this kind of figure for abortion and, and women's rights. And she herself tried to overturn the case because she had women coming up to her saying, I want to thank you. You're the reason I had four, five, six abortions. You know, she she was horrified. It was oh, it was yeah. never supposed to be birth control. It was supposed to be something in, in an awful situation or medical or it, right. and it just changed. So so the movie 
kind of passively is told from a pro-life stance, which has not been done, you know, um, and it just got a lot of flack, obviously, from the liberal, whether your views on abortion are pro or pro, pro-life or pro-abortion, it's, it's just that you're not allowed to say you're pro-life for some reason in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but is this movie doing that or is it just telling, is this the facts? This is the actual the tale, story. It's, it's telling the true story. It just, it's going to make pro-lifers look better. It really is. Sure. And that's just the way now talk it, it about kind of your character, uh, Ellen McCormick. Yes. She was one of the pro-life activists. Uh, she worked a lot with pretty much everyone on the team. It's kind of like an ensemble, like dream team. And she actually ran for president twice. Really? Yes. She, uh... Since abortion was such a hot topic, politicians would never pick one or the other because they knew it was going to start splitting votes. So they just wouldn't answer. Mm -hmm. So she ran basically because her entire platform was pro-life. Like, if you're not going to pick a side, that's going to be my side. And it was her only platform, unfortunately. She didn't have opinions on pretty much anything else, which kind of hurts you. But Mm -hmm. she ended up being the first woman to earn security. uh, What do you call it? Security. Uh, President security. Uh, Secret service? Yes. The first woman to... Qualified for Secret Service and matching funds to run for president. So it, it's pretty cool. It, I had to be wigged for the whole thing. No one is going to recognize me. But it's definitely one of the coolest <laughs> things to do. Like, to be, not just that, but do a movie surrounded by other people that kind of think like that. Anyone that agreed to do this movie knew they were going to get hounded on. Yeah. You know, by liberal Hollywood. So you look at the cast and it's pretty much, I it's mean, like super John Voight is oh my gosh the legend right john Voigt. i mean it don't get any better than that talk about i mean did you get to do a lot of work with john i'm not in his scenes he plays a court actually technically i am in one of the scenes i just don't talk to him uh he plays one of the supreme court judges and i'm in the courtroom as they read everything yeah (laughs) justice burger (laughs) (laughs) so it's an inside joke we were doing on set he just Probably seems like he would be a uh, a good, a fun guy to hang out with. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he may be your typical Hollywood superstar. No, he's but. super, super nice. He's absolutely super nice. Uh, right after we'd kind of filmed for the night, we all, we're all on location, so we're all staying in the same place. We kind of hung out at the bar. So I got John Schneider there. I got a couple, one of the other guys. And then, you know, Voight comes up, you know. And it, it, he's tall, and he's just stoic, and just really smart and really nice. And he was talking with the other actor how they were going to prepare for the scene tomorrow. And just the professionalism and the niceism, it, it was awesome. I love it when you're looking forward to meeting someone, and it's even better than you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, he actually Robert... came up to me and he shook my hand. He's like, hey, I've heard of your work, and I, I appreciate it. I was just like, thank <laughs> 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 you. So, yeah. so which way is he leaning, would you say, as far as gun rights go? Come on. I, I didn't Boyd. have a part. I didn't personally ask him, but I, I'm pretty, he's pretty conservative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, most, most of the big actors on this are conservative or, or, you know, like Jamie Kennedy was pretty neutral. He's, he's probably an independent, moderate guy. He's willing to listen to both sides. That's, yeah. that's what I miss. I miss tremors. more people like that. Jamie Kennedy, he's in Tremors. Uh, Is he? Jamie Kennedy experiment, baby. Yeah. It's good to see him working. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, major league, uh, psych. Love that guy. We got uh, William Forsyth. We've got he, we got Gutenberg, man. Steve Gutenberg is Gutenberg. in this too. Yeah. Yes, we do. 
Good old Steve Gooden. And you said uh, John Schneider's in it also. Superman's yes, dad. It's funny. Is I, did a, I, I did a movie called You're Gonna Miss Me, where I play his wife. Really? Yes. We'd already worked together before. It was perfect. That's a big age difference there. No, not really, but thank you. Yeah, yeah it is. Because <laughs> you're like 21 and he's like my yeah, age. He's like yeah, 50. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like 21. Bo Duke. You know who else was on it? And I get, to, I get to actually have dinner with him and talk politics is Roger Stone. Now, who's Roger Stone? <gasps> I'll probably know if I saw him. Don't shoot me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just I'm surprised. That's all. We had Tommy Lauren on this. It's Roger Stone. He's like a, a pundit. He's a... Oh, he's a politician, dude? Yeah. The, the, yeah don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I saw Joey Lawrence, and I just like, whoa! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> he's super fun. He's talented. Like, he's always singing and doing impersonations. It, it's yeah, he's one of those cool. child star actors that, that made it. Yeah, he didn't... You got Tom Geary. He's uh, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, you had a great cast here for this, this movie. When can we expect Roe v. Wade to be released? Uh, hopefully October. Okay, around October. Yeah. Very nice. And is this going to be in the theaters, or is this going to be a release to Netflix uh, kind of I, thing? I think it'll, it'll be in selected theaters, so not like a... You understand, like, in the movie world, there's, like, wide release, which is, like, Marvel movies. And then you've got theaters. Yeah. So, usually they'll be, be playing at least somewhere in a town, any major city somewhere. Which is, like, you. one per. And then, yeah. So, I think it's definitely going to theaters. I'd be surprised if it doesn't do selected theaters. Now, what are some of the other ones that you're working on right now? What's, uh, what's one? Oh, you might like be? this. I just did, uh, actually, in the middle of that movie, I had to leave for one day and come back I, to do the... It was, I have no idea how I fit that in. But, uh, yeah, I took two red eyes to do a movie inside a movie. A movie a inside a movie. <laughs> I'm in a movie inside a movie. I'm just a dude Not, playing a dude. <laughs> I was in New Orleans. I had to fly to San Francisco, and I had to fly back, and I had to, you know, finish there. But uh, it's called The Dip Run. The so Dip look it up. Run. Think, yeah, it's got Laura Morgan. It's got a bunch of, you look it up, you'll see a lot of. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Is it on your IMD? It should be, but it, there's so many. Yeah, there's the dip run. It, there you go. Erica. Erica. <laughs> this is director Michael Payne. I don't What is that a picture of? Is that a, is this a horror movie? No, it's a comedy. Okay. About these guys who get sponsored by a dip company and do a cross-country trip. So it's... Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, this is, I've never been on a set before. There's people wearing Trump hats. And I'm like, oh my God. Why can't this always be like this? They're wearing Trump hats. They're, it was just the coolest thing. There's beer. So, so Danny, before your phone dies, so so Danny's phone's getting ready to die. Uh-oh. Are you there? Mike. I think Mike left. His, he said his phone was dying. So uh, he said he apologizes. He says, good talking to you. Uh, I'll talk about an Irish goodbye in the middle of a podcast. Right? <laughs> Way to go, Sadine. He's not even Irish. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that sounds like Dip Run. That sounds like that would be hilarious. Yeah, I play a, a hitchhiker that, that they pick up, and they start letting me drive, and then they realize I have, I have Tourette's. you got Tourette's. So I just start screaming. And I actually, my, I almost lost my voice by the time I was done. I was just yelling and swearing randomly. Now, so. did you do any research for that, that part? Did you go spend some time with somebody with Tourette's? And- I, I, I shit you not. The guy next to me on the plane there 
had Tourette's. I'm like, not like swearing so much, but definitely it was like, <clears throat> like the twitches and the coughing uh-huh. and like, yeah. And then like, you just say something. Luckily it wasn't, it, it wasn't as bad as I was in the movie. Like the- I'm like, I get that. I'm like, you won't believe this. Like you won't believe this. Like next to me. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Check that. The dip run 2018 the dip run. coming soon. Yeah. So, um, I've got a lot of new guy questions. New guy, new guy, new guy. And sometimes a girl. Questions. And I, okay. I hate it that Mike's not here to, to do these two because they're fun. So first question is, how did you originally get involved with, with firearms? What's your earliest recollection of being around firearms? I've gone shooting here and there a couple times in my life, and then uh, I was living on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Hollywood Literally, Boulevard on Hollywood Boulevard, which meant that my bedroom faced like the shadiest alley you've ever seen. There wasn't allowed parking on there, so it was even more dead than it should be. And there was one night where I hear yelling, and I look out my window, and there's a guy robbing another guy by by gunpoint, like damn. literally. I'm like, yes, and I'm like, God damn! I call the police. <laughs> And, and, you know, I go down to the police, I do this, the most awful, they're like, what do you look like? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have my glasses on. I'm like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't see. But I was like, so useless. Six hours later, I look out the window, woman's crying, screaming because her boyfriend hit her in the head with a rock. Oh, she's shit. bleeding on the ground. I'm like, fuck. And you had to call the cop. I called 911 twice. And I'm like, hey, so funny. And like the same street, cops come. You got a description? Oh, I'm, I'm like so nearsighted. I'm like, it was a guy. <laughs> so nearsighted. <laughs> it was a guy. But yeah. That he would, looked like a man. That no, would but, be uh, a great role, a great scene in a movie. That's awesome. So, but that actually happened. So Randy's like, you need a gun. And so he bought me my first gun. He taught me how to shoot it. We've been shooting before, but this is like my first Yeah, gun. one you could call your own. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little baby. And, uh, and now I have it? like. Glock? Was it a C? Uh, it was a 9 mil. A I nine know mil? it was my caliber. I'm the worst ever. I know I've got two nine, three nine mils, four oh, nine wow. mils, and then the 380. And okay. then the rifle. What, what kind of rifle you got? An it's AR? Purple. It's purple. It's purple. It's purple. I guess it's it's got to be California compliant because you're in California. Do right. you know what plausible deniability is? Nope. <laughs> just say yeah just say yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would never take a non-compliant gun into california that's my statement it's like anything you know anybody with their fire the first firearm they get it's just it leads down that road of got to get another one got to get another one got to get it got to get the next one uh next we're talking about law enforcement military you saying that you had some family members that were in the military yeah my brothers were airmen okay Brothers of Airmen, and then you guys do a lot of charity work for our veterans, law enforcement, uh, you and yeah, Randy. Yeah, uh, we, we did a bunch. It, it's, Randy has his own uh, charity called the GI Foundation. and Talk we do po- Okay, we do uh, poker rides. Uh, we do country concerts. We did a, we did a really cool skeet shoot uh, that I believe Eagle Imports donated the prize for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd never been ski shooting before. And it, it was fun, isn't it? Was be it was like that. Like if we could just do this with golf, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just walk over shoot. That would make it interesting. Like golf is boring. This was like exciting golf. Exciting like, golf. Blow up the ball. It was so much fun. So we do stuff like that. And there's no overcut. Like no one gets a paycheck. There's no no one gets paid to work for it. 
So everything goes straight into the hands of our soldiers. And it is a beautiful moment. We, we don't really, it doesn't advertise. It doesn't like just give someone a check and help them out and put them on TV and do pictures. It's, it's kind of always under the table right. and, and it gives them respect and stuff like that. But the stories, oh, every time you, know, you see the story behind the person you're helping, you just want to do more. Right. You know, it, it is really it's infectious. something. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it's a good cause. And, and give and the name of that um, organization again. It's the Extreme Couture GI Foundation, and we actually have a poker run for our troops in St. Louis, and we have another one just outside of Chicago. All that information can be found on their Facebook, the exact, you know, dates, times. And if you're, you know, you're there, come out and support us, and Randy will be there, and, and hopefully yeah. it goes well. Might hopefully it doesn't get rained on. That's a problem with motorcycles. Eh, hopefully it won't rain. That'll be cool, yeah, definitely. So you got you can go to the, the Facebook page and get all the dates yeah. and everything on that? All the dates are on there. We do stuff all the time, uh, different times of the year. So like the page, and uh, you know, hopefully we, we do things all over the nation, so hopefully everyone can eventually make it to one. Yeah, and then find out how you guys can help out and donate and support, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to pop culture, Mindy, what is your go-to, whether it's – a movie, a book, a TV show, music, maybe a video game. I don't know if you're a gamer or not. Like, like you are got some downtime right now, and I appreciate you doing this this podcast because I know you only got a couple of days of downtime. Um, but what's your go? What do you relax with? You know, what's your go-to if you're going to go watch a movie or read a book or whatever it may be? I, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, I like to get ready and, and just do my, my life. I'll, I'll do it with the – I like Red Dirt Country. <laughs> red dirt country like i'll put on some bluegrass or like some of the older country music and stuff yeah and uh i don't know just kind of i just love it like i could do nothing i could do stuff and it's just something about it just i don't know i think it's so american i mean is there anything more american Mark. than country music it's it's one of the things Blue, we got yeah, bluegrass is awesome Blue. love bluegrass love the old uh hank williams senior he's good too <laughs> now what about like rockabilly or something like that would would you, you like that kind of music too i i used to be real big in a rockabilly i think when i was into that's why i got the giant tattoo and whatnot uh -huh. but like the, the cramps the amazing crown amazing crowns were my favorite i saw them probably like 12 times dropkick murphy's oh, yeah. i love all that kind of stuff yeah. have you ever heard of the goddamn gallows the what the goddamn gallows mm -hmm. you got to check them out okay they're yeah they're great they do the um the outro music for the podcast. Um, That's cool. Called Load Your Guns. Well, they didn't do it just for the podcast. I got in touch with them and was like, hey, guys, love the music. Can we use that? And they're like, hell yeah. Let's go shoot. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I think you would enjoy their music too. Yeah, it's, I'll check them out. It's pretty good shit. So what about movie-wise? What's, uh, what's your go-to movie? What's your comfort movie? one honestly yeah there's not one yeah. that you just sit down and watch over and over and over and over again i don't even own a dvd anymore i mean that's who everything's does a lot it's everything's yeah, stream I mean, nowadays you know you just go to the interwebs pull it up on your phone it's crazy you don't have to rewind the tape or no none of the cds would always skip us oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was impossible look girl i'm back with the tapes the vhs tapes where you, you Mess. Even those would be melted. Those would fuck up and snap. And you get the pencil and you're trying and to fix it. And after you watched them so many times, the quality would just, just yeah. go away. I, I'm showing my age now. But. <laughs> <laughs> Beta. 
So, uh, what is your next bucket list? Gotta have, wanna have. It could be, you know, a vehicle. It could be gun. It could be clothing. It could be anything. What's on your bucket list? What do you What do you gotta have next? Well, I got a pony. A pony. Castle pony. Yeah, <laughs> like big enough to ride. I don't want like a kid's pony. They make like the smaller Arabians or something I could ride. I think Randy would get you one of those. We have a barn. We just don't have the time. Yeah, that would be cool. Have a whole horse farm. That'd be awesome. Little ponies. So laws be damned, money be damned, rules be damned, people be damned. What would you own? What would you have? What would you do? Hmm. I, mean, I, don't really th- I feel like this is so important. I, I, like, what it's are those not. crazy things? It's not. I mean, just first thing comes to mind. Uh, that's... Well, my first thing was the Airstream. I, I always wanted a vintage Airstream. Uh, nice. And uh, lo and behold, Randy bought one. And we have not seen it. We have not physically seen it yet. So my dream, <laughs> have it my dream is a classic of it? Airstream. I lit up every time one drove by. I'm like, I, I could live in one forever and I'd be fine with it. And so we found one and we had it shipped to Colorado. And I honestly, we haven't seen it yet. We bought it like half a year ago. So technically, I haven't actually achieved it, but it's still my it's dream. It's still there. Okay. Is that it's one you got to fix haven't... up, or is it already ready to go for yeah, it? I mean, it's from 1963, so it's going to need awesome. some work, but it's in pretty good shape. Awesome. So you, I guess you got to look at it and see what it needs first. Yeah. I was going to say, what do you plan on doing to it? But... i got to kind of see it first. You never know how those things That'd are. That'd be awesome, yeah. So you could pull your pony behind your Airstream. Yeah! I don't pull the pony behind the airstream. That's how it dies. That's how it dies. <laughs> <Within> the airstream. <laughs> yeah. Nothing weird about that. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone, whether they're alive, dead, fictional, or maybe a group of people, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? Oh, you know, I got to say the gunny. The gunny. had a girl. That's a good I, answer. Uh, I was lucky enough. Randy did two episodes uh, to fill in for him after he passed. And I got to go on set. And oh, just, man. they were there, so I could talk about it. They did, like, Godzilla, which exploded. They did, like, you know, <laughs> it was so much fun. I mean, Randy loved it. And the best part was, you know, we spent two days there. We had yeah. it overnight. It was in, it's out in Arizona. And uh, just listening to how positive everyone spoke about him. And I missed him. Like, I think every time I was at the gun show, I just... My life never brought me, you know, oh, by man. him, and I never got to meet him. And I'm really, Randy's the same way. He just felt, actually, I think he did meet him. But I just felt so bummed, yeah. you know, that uh, I didn't get that chance to meet him. And everyone, everyone, just nothing but nice words. And it, just, it was really, really cool. Oh, he's the genuine article, man. He's, he's the real deal. Yeah. He's a great man. He will be missed. He will be. So, that does it for the new guy questions. You passed the test. Way to go. Yay! I don't know it was a test. Uh, (laughs) It's not really a test. It's just more for the leadheads to get to know you on a different level kind of thing. (laughs) More laid back kind of questions. Kind of, you know, they catch you off guard. Hopefully, you're spontaneous with the answers, and you did good. So, now we're going to get to that part of the show where it's time for the talking lead. Back to fight the myths. And with Mindy being from Hollywood, she's going to debunk some Hollywood myths for us today. 
Mindy? Yes, sir. What do you got? I think, and this is a huge deal for me as an actor, when I film a movie and I do movie scene from start to finish, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think people have realized that when they watch it, we have done none of that in sequence. <laughs> right. Like, to me, that's something I still don't, I, I don't, I don't know, it's just so weird. Like, when I watch a movie, a lot of things are kind of ruined for me now. Because you, you watch know, it, yeah. it is all out of sequence. Like, if, you, if you're a big character, you got to go back and like, am I happy here? Am I sad? What does my hair look like? What am I wearing? There's so much to go into because it is, I guess people think of plays where it's start to finish. That's how you film a movie. Like, no, man. Sometimes you're months apart. Sometimes you do pickups, you know, a year later sometimes. Sometimes the weather don't cooperate or people don't cooperate and you got to shoot other scenes first. Yeah. That and uh, actors are tiny. They're even tinier than you think they are when you see them in person. <laughs> like, it's amazing. People go up to, you know, look up to Stallone or Arnold, and in their heads, they're like nine foot ten. Yeah. And they're not. The people are very, very tiny. And that's an issue for me because I'm not that tiny. I'm a size oh, three. Oh, you like that. are. You're freaking no, minuscule. No, in human size, in human size, a size three. Like, yeah, that's great. But in like TV size, I'm a fat ass. <laughs> and so what I do is and, like a true person that doesn't only half gives a shit is I, I kind of starve right before I work and then I can eat again. Like it, it's absolutely amazing how tiny these people are. Like double zeros. Even the dudes are like, bro, like it is. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It is insane how, how tiny they are. But anyway, I get what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've met, you know, celebrities too. I've gone up to them like, like Joe Rogan, first time I met him in person, you know, he was he was a lot shorter than what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, it is uh, it is it is kind of weird. Yeah, you know? a little weird. Tom Cruise out here is like really small dude. Yeah, so that that is a good fact to find that Hollywood people are actually a lot smaller than <laughs> they actually grow them in at the Keebler Elves tree. Yeah, the, the factory. <laughs> But there are big actors. I mean, there, there's a lot of big actors. But it is, it is interesting to see how tiny some of these people are. But you have you have another fact to fight the myth dealing with well, Hollywood, and I think I'm actually creating. Like, I I have this question: mm -hmm. How come in movies they never show anyone reloading? And this is the most pain in the ass part. Like shooting is like, yeah, that shot great, and then you're just right. Like it, it's just nothingness, and it's. <laughs> I don't know. Does it drive you crazy? Like it, it when you're does. Watching film and you're like, how many shots was that? Like, Especially you're when you're looking, you're watching those westerns, and you know it's a six shooter. You know for a fact <laughs> there's only six bullets in that gun, <laughs> but yet, <laughs> some reason they've got like a, a hundred round mag in that thing, and it just keeps going and going and going. But there are, I've noticed that in some of the you know the more popular films and tv shows they are getting better with their gun mechanics like let I me mean, take for instance um the john wick um films oh yeah i mean those guys are really mechanically sound uh, on that on that movie i was watching another one i can't remember which one it was uh, but it was really good too. westworld it seems to be pretty good and, you know and that's dealing a lot with six shooters and things like that but um a lot of people are, don't agree with me on that one, but I like Westworld. <laughs> but that's okay. A lot of people don't agree with me on a lot of things. No. I should show you my inbox sometimes. <laughs> I would probably run and hide from, <laughs> from the type of, of emails that you get. I could uh, only. I post them. You figure people wise up, but they'll. 
They'll get drunk and they'll call be on them Facebook out. and see that and they'll be like the awfulest shit. And I'll just post it. So what's Name your all, it's not my problem. What's your biggest pet peeve uh, about Hollywood? Would you say? <sighs> my biggest pet peeve? Yeah. Outside I mean, of the liberals. I was going to say, like... Because <laughs> I know that's your biggest pet peeve. But. It's not, like... It's... You have to understand, like, my, my Facebook timeline is almost entirely made up of other actors and people in the business. And I just slowly... And I don't like to do it, but I had to just unfollow a lot of people. I didn't unfriend them. Yeah. You know, they hopefully didn't notice. I just had to unfollow them because it was, you know... Hopefully they didn't After your 20th anti-Trump <laughs> post in a day, I got shit to do. I don't want to see this. I want right. to see something else. I want to see pictures of your dog again. Hell, I'd rather see pictures of people's food as long as you just, you know, they don't do another Occupied Democrats crap meme. But, uh... <laughs> God, I hate Occupied Democrats so much. <laughs> you have no idea. I actually had a creator account that said, I see you ban people that post facts. Like, that was the last one they banned. And they actually, someone went through to find, like, my real account and blocked them all. So I'm kind of bummed. Can't really, yeah. <laughs> You need your own TV show, definitely. Well, I've got Red, White, and FU. We do those videos. Like, it's basically me bitching for five minutes about idiots. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> that's kind of what <laughs> no, we do on this show. That, that's the uh, whole jack wagon train. I bit. suppose. But my, my biggest pet peeve in Hollywood, other than maybe it's it's completely overrun by liberals. No, it's not really overrun. Yeah. They just they boss people around and, and they do what they do. They've just been I, there forever. I think I, I've been pretty lucky where I'm, I'm on an independent film level and, and everyone I've dealt with is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I, I do find that there's a huge kind of uh, there's certain people like Gary Busey, for instance, mm-hmm. that have gotten famous and now that they have a name can work forever to the end of time. Now, is that project going to be great? Are they going to make any money? I don't know. But once you are a name... You stay around forever. And they are atrocious. They're absolutely atrocious to work with. They're, they're the ones that give that stereotype of, you know, like someone's That's fan of them. That's where the stereotype comes from. Yeah, those types. And, and, and you see it. And, and a lot of them are anti-gun because that's that's trendy, I suppose, for them. And they live in a giant house in the mansion and they have private security and they have, you know, ADT and they've got a gate and they don't understand why some guy in Texas needs gun, yeah. you know, to fight off coyotes on it. They don't understand that they are right. so elite and in a bubble. And those, they're just awful. And, and once they have a name, they can keep working. And yeah. it's, it's kind of keep sad. working, keep funding that lifestyle, that security, that, that yeah. bubble, like you said, that fantasy bubble that they live in. That's not, yeah, people have a short memory sometimes, you know, but I mean, Jane Fonda should have never fucking worked again in her life. Like in my perfect America, <laughs> I'd be like, you like Vietnam? You can go there. I mean, Barbarella, come on. I mean, she she groundbreaking role there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I just hate the hypocrisy. I mean, you look at Meryl Streep. You know, oh, thinks tr- Trump is mean. She thinks Trump is mean, but she can clap for a guy that raped and sodomized a 13-year-old girl. That she can look past because she got her Oscar. Like, I just, right. there's these certain people in Hollywood that are absolutely awful disgusting. Yeah. But they're a minority. You have to believe me. They are a minority. They're just a loud minority, and they bully other people. I, I, because I do this page, because I do this very, very public conservative page that gets shared. I'm lucky. Gets shared and retweeted by a lot of other conservatives uh, that are up there and 
Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've done InfoWars, I've done Mylogs and that kind of stuff. People, oh, I'm glad you said that. Go ahead. Uh, InfoWars. So I'm in Hollywood and people will not recognize me from my movies. They'll recognize me from the page. And they'll come up to me and they'll thank me. Like, thank you for speaking out and doing stuff. I cannot. You know, and this happens nonstop. I've had some pretty big people come up to me and say that they love what I do. I, they thank you, but they are also in a position where that they're like, I can't talk about those things. I feel that way, but I can't say it. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want people. I know it sounds like they're a bunch of liberal crazies. There are a few crazy liberals, and they are loud. But there are tons of conservatives in Hollywood. There are. I mean, that's how Ro, that's what Roe. But it takes people. Really yeah, and it takes people like yourself to you know, to start the grassroots movement like you're doing and make them, you know, give them a safe place to where they can feel like they can come out and they can talk about, you know, their true beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where invite them on, invite them on your, your show and say, Hey, come uh, on. This is a safe the space. Though. They can't, they can't, they can't let people know that they think that way. And I think that's absolutely sad. Well, they, they, and that's the thing, that, that is a fact to fight the myth on their part there is they, you know, they falsely feel that way and think that way where they are, like you said, I mean, if they all came out, then you'd probably find out that they're not the minority. They're probably the majority. I believe they are the majority. And I believe a lot of moderates because a lot of moderates were pushed right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would probably change their views too if, if more conservatives would come out you would find that a lot of people are um, uh, falsely uh, liberals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just just yeah, to fit in. There's a lot of false information. Like when I do meet someone that's anti-gun and I ask why. So I'm not, see, here's the thing. You have to learn how to debate. Don't just be like, well, fuck you and walk off. You've done nothing to help the situation. When, right. I, when they say they're anti-gun, I'm like, okay, why? Because maybe they have. Maybe they've got eight kids at home. They trust none of them. Why are they anti-gun? Like I want to hear their reasons. And if... They give me a reason. I'm like, well, actually, that's not true. This, 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 this. Well, you just can't have people with machine guns. I'm like, okay. This, this. Like, they're just, it's misinformation that gets spread and shared. And, and obviously, there's a huge and liberal media bias. And that's why we need more patriots like you to get the word out there, especially at, at that level. And you're doing a great job. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your service, Mindy. <laughs> you're doing great. I'm trying. So speaking of doing great things, and, and that was our fact to fight the myths. So awesome segment there, Mindy. Thank you. It's time to give away some watches to some veterans and some first responders and some law enforcement officers. Mindy. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah. So uh, first off, if you've not gotten in touch with me from the previous episode uh, about your watches, get in touch with me. Because I don't think I've heard from everybody yet. So this week, The email comes from an Army veteran. And I thought it was a female at first, but I'll read. It says, I'm an Army veteran that served in Operation Desert Storm with 7th Corps. I have been listening to your podcast on my hour commute to work for about six months. I especially enjoy the Gunny's jack wagon train. Unfortunately, there's no shortage of passengers, no doubt. The reason for this email is not to get a Defy watch for myself, but for a fellow vet. Wade Bentley served in the Marine Corps and is currently the training officer for the local police department. An Army vet nominating a jarhead is unusual, but he really deserves it. Thanks, (laughs) Phil. (laughs) 
He Phil sent the email in from his wife, apparently. So. <laughs> uh, so I was like, finally, we got a female doing this, but uh, that's okay, Phil. Um, so yes, Phil, we are going to hook up your jarhead buddy, uh, Wade Bentley, but we're also going to hook you up with one too. So you are our two recipients for the Defy Watches this week, guys. Phil and Wade. Phil, get in touch with me. Get me Wade's information. We'll make sure we get that to Jeremy at Defy Watches, the official wristwear of Talking Lead. Defy Watches. So there you go. Yay! So now, Mindy, we're going to go to uh, some feedback on iTunes. We always like to to pick a, a leadhead at random, whether it's from Instagram, Facebook, uh, one of our, our podcasting apps. I'm going to go to iTunes this week, and I'm going to let you pick who the winner is for this week's Talking Lead Swag Package. <laughs> so... Johnny B205. Talking Lead is the best podcast out there. Love this show. The best place to come and hear about new products hitting the market. And it's a good way for all us gun toting, Second Amendment loving leadheads to connect. Keep up the awesomeness. Five stars, baby. This is from 2A Leadhead. Another five star rating. Great 2A podcast. Lefty never stops bringing new information and the latest products. Have purchased several products through the years because of his recommendations. They were as good or better than he said. You better damn believe it. <laughs> and then he goes, now the AK corner? Question mark, question mark. Hell yeah. Thanks for putting the AR aside for a bit and diving into the AK world. Keep on doing what you do. Hashtag making products great again. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. So what he's talking about there, Minnie, the AK Corner, that's a new segment that we've started. It's a 12-part series, and we talk nothing but AKs during that, that podcast, that segment. And we're giving away 12 rifles during this 12-part wow. series. So we're doing one a month, and somebody every month is going to win... A rifle from Pioneer Arms, sponsor of the AK Corner. Uh, our first episode, we didn't give anything away because we just announced it and we didn't have anybody listening to the segment and giving feedback. So the <laughs> next episode, which is coming up around the mid mid this month, around the 15th, we're going to give away two, two rifles to make up for that first episode. So tune in, Leadheads. Talking Lead AK Corner. All right, we're going to read one more here, and then I'm going to let you pick. Okay. This is uh, T-Boz. Being an Army veteran, I'm a huge fan of the AR platform and its versatility. I have variations from the standard 223 up to a 450 Bushmaster. Boom. It's a big boy. I've never given the AK platform much consideration. That's until I heard the origins of the AK. Now I'm considering adding one to my collection. So our first... Our first part was the history of the AK. That's what he's talking about. So if you guys haven't checked that, go back to, I think it's uh, 253. Anyway, it's titled Talking Late AK Corner, so you'll know which one it is, part one. And we talk about the history of the AK. So that was T-Boz. So we got Johnny B205, we've got 2A Leadhead, and we got T-Boz. Who's the winner going to be, Mindy? I'm going to have to pick for the clever hashtag. <laughs> okay. So you're making products great again? Clever. 
that's the clip. So that's that's two A lady. I'm going number two. Number two. There you go. Two A lady. Number two. Final answer. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> I like that. All right, two A Leadhead, you are the winner. I don't know who you are, so you're gonna have to email me at talkinglead at gmail.com with all your contact information, and you are going to get an awesome Talking Lead swag package. Very cool. Mindy, that is awesome. So we were talking a little bit early, and you brought something up that I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, and I meant to do this during a ja- uh, the Jack Wagon train, but you said you've been on InfoWars. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did the did it twice with the for Roger Stone. So you know, I don't know if you've heard the the news lately, but they have been banned from Facebook and the iTunes. I don't know if and you, YouTube and yeah. YouTube. You know, they've just completely banned them because of so called allegations of hate speech, which they haven't defined or told them, explained to them what. Um, specifically got them banned. Typical, um, <laughs> again, liberal media, but this is coming from some, I consider monopolies. I mean, you got to consider YouTube a monopoly. You got to consider Facebook a monopoly. Instagram is a monopoly. Um, kind of like, a, you know, if a phone company had a monopoly, it's illegal, right? Mm, and they can't. Bad. And they can't deny service to anyone, phone companies. and. Well, I think it's a little bit more complicated because you don't have to be on Facebook. Well, you don't. And so there's that option where you're like, well, you don't have to use it if you don't like it. You don't it, have to use a phone either. But you have this, this huge tool in social media and it's, it's being manipulated. Yes. To, to mean a certain way, for sure, I know, per, you know, firsthand. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people on the page have complained where they posted a picture of a gun. And they would get a ban, and they would get blocked, or they would take it down. Well, you experienced this firsthand. You got you got banned from I Facebook. Did. I got banned. I, I get sent wonderful hate mail all the time, and I jokingly post it because number one, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to do that to someone else, you know. By the time uh, everyone's done, I imagine yelling at them or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of gets them to stop because otherwise they they just kind of keep doing it. It's just one of those bizarre things. Even if I block them for some reason, I can still get the messages one way. So I don't know if that's a glitch or something Facebook loves, but yeah, I got banned because I posted what he wrote about me. I got banned. He got to keep his, his account. I was on a 30 day ban for posting a screenshot of what he said, of what he said. And you got banned. To me, yeah, it was something like, I, I think he told me to kill myself. Um, you know, typical oh stuff. Gosh. Got a bunch of weird sexual shit, and so I posted it, and, you know, I'm sure he got some nasty hate mail of his own. That's kind of how it works. That's yeah. how I work. You want to send it to me? I'll send it right back. But uh, I got the ban, and I, I contacted Breitbart, and I told him the story. I'm like, this guy told me to kill myself, and he said a bunch of weird sexual shit. And even after I banned him, some of that stuff came through, and then I get the ban. So, you know, supposedly Facebook is this, you know, lovey-dovey, feminist-loving thing. Well, what about this? It's okay because I'm a conservative? So within, I think, two days, I got my entire Facebook reinstated and an apology from Facebook. Like, oh, we just accidentally uh, gave you the ban. I'm like, really? Like, I know from experience that I, <laughs> you know, I have flagged some serious stuff, like serious stuff. Like, you'll see porn on there. You'll see, you know, like head decapitations and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll report it. And it doesn't always get taken down. But then you look at the stuff that is taken down. I've had people post a Christmas tree and Turtle Boy posted a picture of a Christmas tree. It got flagged for nudity. 
Are like, you serious? A Christmas that, tree. I, I've done numerous articles wow. of the ridiculousness. And then when InfoWars gets, you know, kicked off for hate speech, because you're technically, yeah. So I, I went through and I found <laughs> technically yeah. pages that weren't unpublished. There's one, fuck Christianity. Uh, fuck, uh... Right, and uh, that's the point uh, yeah. I wanted to make was... That's okay. I reported you, them. Facebook said they don't violate the terms. But here we are looking at InfoWars gone. I'm like, well, it's either... What's the one difference? Or the other. And, yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be equal. And right now it's not equal. You yeah. know, and it just starts with them. It's going to trickle down to... Like, oh, some people are like, they don't like InfoWars. Info they don't like Alex. I'm like, you realize you're next. This is just... Because you're not saying what they want you to say, then... Absolutely. You know, they determine, well, you're not, you're not worthy. You're gone. What these people are doing are the same thing, but it's saying it on the side that we're on. So, you know, we're going to leave that. I, I can't think a lot of it's that. Like, why don't people check what they read, or, but, you know, before they observe it? And they don't because yeah. they don't want to. They, they see something that goes with their narrative and their agenda, and they just want it to be true. So they don't check into it. Yeah. And then if you're like, hey, this isn't true, they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't check into it. Well, that's kind of on you. Don't repeat it. You don't have to, you know, buy into it. You don't have to support it. You don't have to not not support it. Whatever you do, you don't have to repeat it if you don't want to bother to check into it. But what you do have to support are all the sponsors of Talking Lead, such as <laughs> as Right On Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. Right On Optics, uh, they've got a great line of rifle scopes, red dots, binoculars. Mindy, if you haven't checked out Right On, they're veteran-owned company. They're based out of Arizona, family-run business. Great group of guys and gals, and uh, we've been doing a segment with them called Optics 101, where we're teaching from the very basic all the way up to the far advanced in scopes and optics and sighting and shooting with certain types of optics. So make sure you check those segments out as well. Mm -hmm. Modern Spartan Systems, Mindy, is the best way to not only clean your firearms, but optimize them with using modern Spartan Systems lines of cleaning solutions, lubricants, oils, and they even have a product for your vehicle, Mindy. It's called, oh. it's called TVT Engine Oil Additive, and I've been using it in the old lead sled now for, I'm up to almost 320,000 miles, and she's still running great. So you might want to check in. I might need to hook you up with some TVT <laughs> Engine Oil Additive. Okay. For, uh, for your, you probably got a Humvee or something, don't you? Huh? Well, we, uh, he's got a lifted Jeep. It, it is it is pretty like the apocalypse Jeep, as you would imagine. Okay. Good cattle gun. I will hook you guys up with some TVT engine oil additive. Randy, okay. Randy will thank you for that. Trust me. All right. <laughs> and then, of course, Defy, the official wristwear of Talking Lead. Uh, Defy watches and Talking Lead giving away 10 watches to 10 vets. And actually, that got up to 14 watches because Flioa is donating another four Defy watches. So we've got, uh, let's see, two, four, six. We've given six away. What's 14 minus six? Like eight? <laughs> eight. So, so we got eight more to give away. So stay tuned. And that number may grow. We, we, we may just continue to keep getting watches to give away to our veterans and first responders and LE. So stay tuned for that. X still targets. X still targets. The best, most affordable AR500 still targets on the market today are X steel targets. Guys, go check out these awesome AR500 steel targets. 
that bud is producing. They've got a target for every need. You hunters, you competition shooters, you precision long distance shooters, you tactical training shooters, or just you, like myself, just going out and plinking shooters. They've got something for every one of us at xsteeltargets.com. 1776 United, Mindy, is the official swag of Talking Lead, swag providers. They do our t-shirts, they do our patches, and I don't know if you've seen this awesome uh, piece of drinkware yet, but this is called the Talking Letty. This is the black assault mug that the liberals love to hate. It's, it's, it's better than a Yeti, it's a Letty, and it keeps your drinks a lot colder than a Yeti, too. I've tested it, first-hand tested it. Don't be a snowflake. Get your talking lead lady, <laughs> black assault mug, at dip123 forward slash talking lead. Soon to be at 1776 United. They're not there yet, but they're coming. I love talking about my sponsors, Mindy. <laughs> they make all this possible. Randy's trying to call. You're going to get me in trouble. Oh, hold on. Uh, He's trying to FaceTime me. I can't hit the button. So Randy is calling. We, <laughs> I don't want to piss Randy off. So, Mindy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and we're gonna do our sign off. But thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you being on the show. Uh, you are always welcome back. Well, thank you. Anytime. Uh, give everybody one more time where they can, can get in touch with you and keep track of you. Okay. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook at Mindy Robinson. You can find me on the Twitter. I Mindy is the handle. You can find me on Instagram the same way. Uh, and obviously, Red, White, Nephews, the patriotic show. We just talk about all things from, you know, gun rights to immigrate, pretty much everything. Uh, and I try to do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of comedy, so it's not as depressing. Like, my, my <laughs> Facebook feed has been. And uh, you can write to me at AmericanAFMindy at Yahoo if you have any questions, if you want to find anything. And also, RedWhiteNephew.com is uh, the home of all the articles and information for the show. So, you guys, make sure you go and leave Mindy a message. Subscribe to those and tell her that you're a leadhead. Mindy, again, thank, right. you, thank you so much. Look forward to having you on. i got to have you uh, on when the, when the Roe v. Wade gets released. Uh, we'll yeah. A big, a big push for that. And, get it out there all right leadheads that brings us to the end of another episode of the talking lead podcast as always keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer i'm mindy robinson and please watch red white and f you unapologetically patriotic hells yeah <laughs>